Hello, everyone. Welcome out to this week's episode of the Dual Threat Podcast. We have Scott Gill over the wavelength. Scott, you are still rocking the Kansas Basketball Championship uh, mm. wallpaper. I'm still shocked that that is what you are rocking. I know you are still happy about it, but it has been a couple of months since that happened. I, I mean, I'll probably rock that until they win their next one. Honestly, why not? Oh, shoot. Well, <laughs> we might maybe, see you in a couple hundred years. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe depending on the yeah the success of the 49ers in this upcoming NFL season, could that change? However, that, it'll, it probably likely could go back to this very picture behind me right now. That brings up a topic. We, mm. we don't have much that we have as a topic today, but that brings up something I want to ask you. Oof. We'll just get started right into it. Let's do it. Jimmy well, G's hot on the hot on the trade market right now. The 49ers have officially said he can seek a team to trade with, uh, to be traded to, I guess I should say. But yep. how do you feel about that? Should the 49ers maybe hold on to him through minicamp and through the preseason just in case Trey Lance gets hurt? I mean, yeah, it, it, it is a big amount that you have to pay him, but I don't see his value going anywhere but up like his his value is at the lowest it can be right now because of all the off-season transactions that happened with quarterbacks so you as a 49ers fan how do you feel about this whole Jimmy Garoppolo saga uh I don't personally feel like there is much value even like to begin with like even if there were I don't know even if he was like completely healthy I feel like teams i'm not sure teams would have traded for him at this point so i i at the end of the day like what my mind goes to is if the 49ers just cut him then they they only like have like a million dollars of his contract on the books for this year which is like some outrageous number right now personally of what he's taking up on their cap 30 space. million i think is what his cap yeah, space is I, yeah yeah something or something around there um so do do i think they should hold on to him no because that allows them to maybe work out a deal for nick bosa or debo samuel which is the more pressing matter than what they're going to do at quarterback which kyle shanahan no longer being cryptic whatsoever about his answers this year yet still the media i know the media is going to be like is there trouble in san francisco or the 49ers must not trust trey lance even though shanahan all all week and pretty much all offseason long has said trey is their guy no matter what going forward yeah i i think it's an interesting spot to be in because if they would have traded him earlier in the offseason i i know he had the surgery and and everything like that but you know maybe yeah, he wouldn't have been able to be traded right because he wouldn't pass physical well, I think be could they have traded him before his shoulder uh surgery or was it the trade uh was the trade market open after? I can't remember the whole timeline there now. Yeah, it is it's fuzzy to me too. That's back when Kansas was winning a national championship. So, <laughs> so things <laughs> things were different. Yeah, things were different back then, but I, I feel like it was probably had more to do with he Jimmy had the power to say like he wanted to get that surgery. And so since he was going to go ahead and do that, there weren't any teams that were going to make the trade in the first place, even if he could have been traded before that window. Whatever. Yeah, totally. I totally get that. What about 
What about a situation like this? Let me think of an AFC quarterback. Uh, let's say the Indianapolis Colts. I, I think most people will say they're a playoff contender right now. Um, if things line up right for them, you know, maybe even an AFC uh, champion, maybe a Super Bowl champion. We don't know exactly, right? But let's yeah. say Matt Ryan gets injured in the preseason and the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo stashed on the roster that could be a spot where the Colts are like hey this is our year we have everything lining up right what if we give a second round pickup for him like I see the value of keeping Jimmy G I know you said you want to get the Bosa or Debo Samuel deal done but I I see the value of keeping him and of course it's not my money that I'm paying Jimmy G so it's easier for me to say this than the owner um, one of the coaches but I see the value of keeping him around as an insurance policy for Trey Lance, but more as an insurance policy to trade to another team and get more out of him once something does inevitably happen to somebody. Yeah. The only unfortunate thing is he's like the most expensive insurance policy you could possibly have. Like he's literally clicking all of the boxes on like the state farm thing. Like, (laughs) just astronomical numbers per month so like he is he is as good of insurance as it gets i guess but you're paying not the jake from state farm rate by any means so and and also like relying on another quarterback in the league to get hurt which which is probably likely to happen but the chances are it's like a contender that'll be willing to give up a a high draft pick in the first place yeah probably pretty low so I would say more or less just like do what's in your own control, um, take care of what you can personally. And you know what? At the end of the day, I don't even see them getting more than like a fourth or fifth round pick for him somehow at this point. But I could be very wrong. Yeah, that's it, it's just an interesting uh, coming and in, in seeing from a 49ers fan's mind what you would want to happen. Um, I know Debo Samuel did report to training camp, so I know he's still probably a little disgruntled and wants to get that contract, but I know he's showing up and doing his thing. So it's just kind of interesting to see how sides can pick and be like, oh, no, Jimmy Garoppolo should stay and then trade him or no, just cut him and take the even if it's five million dollars of cap space that that was what hit the 49ers books this year. That's fine. Take that, right? Like over the 30 million. Yep. It's true. And, and, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not the accountant on the podcast though as well. So I haven't been reviewing the the Niners books. I'm just, I'm just seeing what the, what the writers are giving to me. So who knows, who knows what the best decision is at the end of the day. Maybe that's what I'll have to do. I'll have to do a deep, deep analysis on the 49ers books. See if their accountants are, are even uh, doing the right accounting Maybe yep. they're swindling money. I don't know how they're paying Jimmy G, but maybe I'll look into it. Could be. The, check those P&Ls and make sure, make sure there's nothing shit going on. I'll give a full-on <laughs> audit. I'll give a full-on audit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about let's let's talk about something that this is what really brought us together tonight. Something mm. I know both of us have wanted to talk about. And that's another quarterback. Come again? I said near and dear to our heart. Near sure. and dear to your heart for sure. This is a quarterback in your division, mm. the NFC West, your NFC West expert, Kyler Murray. He just got a huge contract extension. There were, there's obviously a clause in Kyler's Murray's in Kyler Murray's contract that's been there since his rookie year. 
talking about how if he does go and play baseball professionally, his contract is nullified at that point. So that's kind of what had people digging into his contract this time. So why don't you tell the listeners what happened with Kyler Murray's contract uh, that was just announced yesterday or two days ago, just recently, and give us kind of your opinion on what it means here. Uh, well, he, he is near and dear to my heart, not just as an NFC West quarterback, but I guess near and dear isn't the right word given how he performed for both of my fantasy football <laughs> last season. Um, I had multiple frustrations with um, the man who shares uh, my same height uh, as, a, as a fellow average. Does American. he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming he's 5'8". He looks like it on the screen. He looks shorter than 5'8", actually. So, yeah, you're probably right. He's probably shorter than you are. Let's, let's, let's roll with that, honestly. He played like he was 5'5 last year. So, honestly, so Kyler Murray gets this five-year, uh, $230 million extension. I don't remember how much of it was guaranteed. but um, $160 million or 150 in that range. Okay. So do we know the, the ins and outs? I, as far as figures go, all I know is he is making more this year than the entire Oakland Athletics roster, which is who he'd be playing for uh, baseball-wise. So their their whole payroll is like $44 million. <laughs> Holy cow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know what like the um, the inner workings of how much – I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm more, I'm more just asking how, how high is he being paid relative to other quarterbacks? Like, did he get a top three contract? Was it top yeah, five? Even? I think he got a pretty similar contract. So if it was five years, 530, I think it's a top four. I think he's higher paid than Aaron Rodgers. If just thinking off the top of my head there. Let's see. This but says most quarterbacks have incentive based um, contracts they're not like fully guaranteed or 75% guaranteed a lot of them are like 50% guaranteed and then 50% okay. incentive based so all right so here average per year yeah Rogers is 50 million Kyler Murray's second with 46.1 million and okay. Sean Watson is 46 million okay wow <laughs> yeah so what a what a nice little nice little jab Kyler Murray took a Deshaun Watson there Wow. Kyler Murray, the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL right now. It's not even like the freaking second highest uh, fantasy point scorer. He's not even (laughs) top 10. Anyway, that's, that's beside the point. Don't let my, don't let me start rambling about that, but all right. So you asked me what I think about it. Well, you didn't even get to the best part of about this contract. Oh, I I will get to it because I'm, that's what I'm most excited to talk about. Okay. Okay. Give your opinion and then tell us then go about is it, it. Is it, is it, are we thinking of the same thing? Oh, one, there's no other thing we could be thinking about. <laughs> we got to be thinking about this. Are same there thing. any other details the listeners need to know, like at a high level perspective before we talk about what's definitely the most important part of this contract? Um, I think it's just interesting that he does have that clause. I, I think that's one thing that I always come back to with Kyler Murray is if he does go play professional baseball at any point, okay. it's nullified. I think that is just so wild and and good for the Arizona Cardinals making that very clear from the get-go. Yep. You know, all right, let's, let's just talk about it because we'll talk about what we think about the contract as we go along. The fact that 
should we share the let's say the official verbiage so he apparently within his new contract it mandates that he has four hours of independent study per week um excluding any bye weeks during each playing season during the term of the contract so he has to outside of <laughs> outside of like film study with the team he has to just spend four hours a week and i think measly four i think which a measly four when you're playing you know five days it, it, it'll be tight he'll have to do at least an hour oh, a day so you're on the side that's like thinking like oh this could be tough you might not be able to reach it well, yeah <laughs> so here's here's why i thought it's funny it, is, is more just like the fact that um, he's been quoted in, in articles in the past saying he literally never watches film, never studies anything, never does anything. He just spends all of his time, free time playing video games, which is just the funniest thing to me because it reminds me kind of a lot of another Arizona star in playing for the Suns and Devin Booker, where like so much of his life, he just like, chills like he just relies on kind of raw talent same with deandre Ayton as well for the suns both of those guys aren't necessarily like the pinnacles of hard worker hard work it's easier but... in basketball though than football right it's true i mean here's the deal though as a quarterback like that should already just like be probably happening yeah. like you want to talk like you want to talk about anybody who who is like one of the greats they probably spend like close to 15 hours of personal study a week tom brady peyton manning drew Brees. peyton manning might have spent 15 per day peyton manning's head head was big enough to exactly that's that's the thing yeah kyler might not be able to fit all that on that small small head i don't know so here's the thing i think they've got to somehow have something it whether it's in the contract or whether it's just like a verbal agreement or like an app that does this but Kyler, you know, he, he is a video game lover. He's obviously from the generation that loves their phones. They're always on their phones. Uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm also part of that generation. But um, just thinking about it, like, how are they going to monitor him watching? Like, what if he just turned on his iPad or whatever they give him for four hours a week? Like, he has to be watching somehow, right? Like, he can't just put it on and then go and stream on video games and play video games, right? Like, there's no way. Maybe he'll get a written pop pop quiz after every week, like, to, to know. He'll have to write, like, a five-paragraph essay. <laughs> Maybe they'll pull the Jamarcus Russell and give That's him blank tape. Too. Give yeah. him blank tape, and then he'll come in and, I loved it. Yeah, yeah great yeah, tape. Yeah. I, I really liked what, uh, what we were doing as the Raiders there on offense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I was doing the same thing, like sneak it in, like maybe week seven or something like that when he's like probably burnt out. And and the, the Cardinals, they always start off hot. They'll probably be like six and one, five and two by week seven or whatever. And he'll be like, I don't need this stupid independent study. And that's when you sneak the blink tape in. Yeah. I How are you going to monitor him though, right? There's got to be some sort of like app or something that will like, once he turns on the app and studies the film, well, he has probably, to be like watching. They probably, yeah, they probably have like team iPads and they probably like can, I mean, don't get me started on cybersecurity, but there's all sorts of ways to monitor uh, 
computer activity, whether it's through a webcam or whether it's through like just screen monitoring or what apps you're using, like, oh, they could easily do it. I, are they going to be like diligent enough to make sure it actually happens? I don't know, but they did probably because they wrote it out in a freaking addendum in the contract in the first place. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Now that you t- you're talking about the addendum, how do you feel about it? Do you think it's more geared towards Kyler Murray? Do you think it's geared towards the Arizona team as a whole? Uh, do you think it makes Kyler better, worse? Do you think it's maybe for the fans? What do you think about the impact on the people that that this will impact, right? So the Cardinals organization, Kyler Murray, the fans, um, Cliff Kingsbury, his agent, you know, how do you feel about that? A lot of, a lot of questions thrown at me. I, I, I can't help but think like it won't be a bad thing to spend more time studying the game that he loves and spends all his time doing and spends or, or, or makes $250 million playing. Um, I, I think there should be clauses for like the whole team to where like the whole team is felt accountable to this whole goal rather than just Kyler. But I do get why it's just him because he's the quarterback. He needs to, he simply just needs to know more. And that's kind of been his problem where you, it, when you watch the Cardinals, like there is, it is, it is a very obvious case of like, there's so much talent at so many different positions, but sometimes they just are like in la la land. Like completely, whether it's like play calling, whether it's Kyler Murray throwing like the ball just up in the air as it gets as he gets sacked, whether he's on the one yard line, he's just throwing it to the other team um, for a pick six like that play. Just go back and watch that that playoff game versus the Rams. And you'll think that he should be spending like six hours a day, (laughs) six hours a day, not even six hours a week. Wow. (laughs) That's how I felt as a Kyler Murray fantasy owner. But okay. I mean, here's like, do you, do you disagree with that? Like, is that like, do you not think he should be studying? No, my, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on it. Cause I have a lot of thoughts on this. I think it's weird that somehow this got leaked, like whether it was the agent or the team, I think it was the agent that, that leaked the contract. So like what incentive did the agent have there? But from the Arizona Cardinals side, um, you're investing all this money into your star player. You want to get something back and something that, like you said earlier, all the greats have done before is they've done film study. They've done individual film study. And so if you're the Arizona Cardinals, there's, there's also other clauses in his contract that he has to go out and do a certain amount of community work. He has to do a certain amount of PR stuff. So they're putting in these clauses for Kyler Murray to try to make their franchise the best it can and to make him be like tom brady well yeah to make him be their tom brady you know someone the fans love someone the fans can rely on someone the fans feel like they can be close to and so i personally think it will make kyler or kyler murray elevate his game and then also reciprocated back to the arizona franchise and the fans it'll make them love him more so like like you said, like Kyler Murray in the first half of the season is incredible, but then whether it's injury or whatever happens, it's the second half of the season. No fans have belief in him, right? Like it's always like, oh, Kyler Murray, the second half of the season, what's going to go on? Yeah, the Arizona sports crew strikes again. I, I would, I would say, if anything, it should be yeah, Cliff Kingsbury from November on through the rest of the year. 
he has to have some sort of clause in his contract where he's like, I don't know, what's an equivalent? You don't want to just make him spend four hours a week too, but <laughs> something because that dude, his 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 um overall ability just falls off a cliff as well. It's not just Kyler. I mean, if you look going back to Texas Tech, it's been the same thing with Kingsbury. Whenever like yeah. the, the latter half of the season happens, his record falls off a cliff. So whether it's like losing focus, um, whether it's people figure out what he's doing each year differently, I don't know what it is, but that's the thing that needs to change with the Cardinals is probably focus more than anything. And, and I think that's what this, because you kind of want to start at your top, right? And maybe Cliff Kingsbury is your top, but in my opinion, your quarterback right now in the, the way the league is, your quarterback is key. If you can get a quarterback at the top preaching this stuff, showing guys how it works, it's going to benefit your team. And so I think that's why they put the clause in, in all honesty. I love it. I love it for Kyler Murray. I love it for the Arizona Cardinals team. I'm not the biggest Arizona Cardinals fan, but I love it for for the fans of the Arizona Cardinals because they'll have something to cheer for. I mean, for what it's worth, the Cardinals fans that I am plugged in with are like, pretty much like thank goodness the whole drama with him was over because I mean we forget about the whole like thing where he scrubbed the social media and then he posted that picture of him like in a Cardinals uniform where it looked like he was like six six foot five um, from the perspective (laughs) that it was given so uh, he definitely like had like a falling out with the fans because of all that kind of similar to what Debo Samuel was going through but at the same time like I think fans like no he's talented but they don't think they can take him seriously yet so maybe that's the answer your question like the reason why they leaked it but it was funny that they like specifically stated no playing video games or watching television (laughs) yes because clearly like they're they're admitting that those are reasonings for why he hasn't been so focused it's interesting and and you're more connected to the arizona fan base than i am so it's so it's interesting to hear how some people in the Arizona fan base feel about Kyler Murray and feel about the whole situation. I, I, like I said, he is part of this generation that's always on his phone. And for him, scrubbing his Instagram of everything Arizona Cardinals was definitely a big move for him. So it's, it's good that you're connected and good you have that insight. Well, I think at the end of the day, like, Cardinals fans they just want anyone who has like a, they, they'd rather have like someone who um, gives them a chance to be great rather than who's like maybe gonna I don't know like someone reliable they'd rather have a wild card than someone reliable at the end of the day but that's that's just Arizona sports in, in general to be honest it's always been kind of like finicky stuff I guess like where like the the teams always play up to their their level of competition and down to their level of competition at the same time. Whether it's the Cardinals, whether it's like Arizona State, that whole city just I don't know. It's got a weird phenomenon about it. Got a weird aura. So I guess they're hoping Kyler Murray can change it with a few hours of, with a few hours in the film session himself per day. Do you think Utah and Arizona have the same? I don't know if it's the same mentality from fans or the same like things that go on in their sports world, but like it, I feel like in Utah it's the same thing. Like we've went to BYU games, and at BYU games we've been like, 
oh yeah, like they're just going to play up to Gonzaga's level. Oh no, they're going to play down to Santa Clara's level. Like, you know what I'm saying? And same thing for the Utah Jazz. It always feels like they're just playing at the other team's level. Yeah, I think it depends on the year because Arizona State, I think, has historically done that, which I've seen. Maybe that's not a very good um, theory here, but I feel like the Suns have done that in the past too. I don't know. I feel like that that historically, though, has been the case, especially with Arizona State's teams, whether it's their basketball or football team, and now kind of the Cardinals um, the last few years with Kyler Murray. Like, I I think I can see, like, Kyler Murray getting up for the big games and not really caring about, like, the Jaguars games. And, like, they probably should have lost the Jaguars last year, Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be something in the Phoenix water is what it's got to be, right? That Phoenix area's water. True. Huh. Well, good. That's, that's kind of all we wanted to cover today. Scooter, I know we have a big three. How are you feeling about the big three here? Let's do it. We got eight. Well, well, how much time we got? We got nine minutes left on this recording. We got a few more minutes. So why okay. don't we go? Why don't we go through it? We're yeah. going to do big three of states we haven't lived in. So for you and me, that will exclude Utah and Kansas. Yep. We're keeping Missouri on the board for you. You only oh, lived yeah. in Missouri for two years. It's oh, still yeah. on the board. Gladly. That's that's a num- that's an easy one one pick if I'm if I'm batting first. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's have you bat first. Why don't you lead us off one one? All right. Missouri's so not on my top three. I'll put that out there for you. <laughs> so if you want to take it one one, go ahead. But it's not on my top three. Yeah, Missouri might be below like New Mexico for me. Not that New Mexico is bad at all, but I just necessarily wouldn't want to live there. Um, So we're choosing states that we haven't lived in that we'd want to, correct? Correct. Or or just states that we think are great. No, this is, you want to live there. So that's why we're excluding Utah and Kansas, because we've lived in one of those states. And so we want to go for, you know, the next 20 years of your life, you can live in one state. Give us your top three of which states you'd want to live in. Okay, well, number one, I'm going to go with, this might be surprising, I'm going to go with North Carolina. Wow. Yeah. That's your 1-1? One, one? It is It is my 1-1. One, one. I just, the, the people of North Carolina, I know I can jive with. It's obviously a tremendous basketball state. You've got the coast as well. I don't know if it's because uh, now watching Outer Banks, I'm like, well, they've got the beach there. That looks great. Um, you know? I'm going with North Carolina. North Carolina 1-1. That was one of the most shocking 1-1s for me. It's probably the college basketball poll is what it is. That it's it's pulling you there, huh? I can uh, also that. you got a quick down to quick uh trip down to Myrtle Beach. I've heard that's a great destination point. You know? South Carolina, yep. You're close. Okay. Yep. But you don't have to live in South Carolina, which I don't think would be on anyone's big three. No. No. Okay. I've, I, I, and, yeah. Heard heard good things all around about North Carolina. Okay. I like it. Well, and this, we're doing this with like unlimited like wages, right? Like we're not moving into the hugest house, but we're, we're like keeping our same lifestyle and going to another place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I was unlimited wage, I'd probably like pick, like, let's live in my own. Let's, let's get a private Island in Manhattan. That yeah. I so, yeah. So we're living like, on. we're living like normal people. Yeah. Let's try to be, let's try to be realistic. All right, I'm going to do a place that will get too hot for me in the summer, and that is Arizona. Uh, Golf year-round. That's my 1-1. Golf year-round. Well, except in the summer. 
I, I love that there's a couple of sports around. I love the city of Arizona. Um, I went to Arizona, the the, the state of Arizona. (laughs) Whoops. Great city. The city of Phoenix, the city of Mesa. I I also like the city of Flagstaff. So um, the whole state of Arizona for me, I got a little bit mixed up in my words there. Sometimes I start a sentence and don't know exactly where it's going, but Arizona, just year round golf, great golf, great. And it's a decent outdoors place, especially in the winter. I think there's a lot of stuff that you can do. A a lot of mine are going to be geared towards outdoors places. So yeah, Arizona one, one for me. Okay. I'm going to go with Indiana. What? (laughs) (laughs) You are not, you're just going over there to watch the Pacers, huh? Yeah. Going over the, no, I'm going over there because if it's not Kansas, another great basketball state, another state that likes to claim that they're the home of basketball because that's where James Naismith's from. But just Indiana, great sports state itself, despite the Pacers not being good, despite the Colts being eh, like the city of Indiana, you're so close. Or the state of, look at, look at us, city of Arizona, city of Indiana, but you've got Indianapolis there. I've heard it's it's an absolutely like amazing um just sports hub for like the combine uh for like the big 10 championship all sorts of things like that so quick quick drive over to chicago as well if i wanted i'm going to indiana i know i'm shocking here also when you watch parks and rec how could you you know yeah that's a good lovely spot that's a great choice for you i think i actually saw on zillow the other day Oh, maybe it was Illinois. I can't remember if it was Illinois or Indiana, but a house for $500,000 in this market isn't bad on a couple of acres. And it had its own TPC sawgrass hole number 17 replica. There you go. Hole there. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll move. Maybe I'll move out. Maybe I'll move out east. Indiana and Illinois. Not too bad. Not too shabby. I like it. That's an okay number two. Not one I would have picked. You, you've went yeah. two under the radar, guys. I, I like it. I know. Okay, I'll, I'll go with my second pick here. Ooh, I, there's so many. Here. There's so many states I'd want to live in. Is the thing really? I, it's it's getting it's getting slim pickings for me here. Oh really? Got, I have like six or seven more. Somehow. Okay, I'm going to go Hawaii. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't know how this wasn't my one one, but <laughs> beautiful Hawaii, beautiful outdoors, beautiful weather hey, year round. Nothing more to, needs said. You have to pick an island. <laughs> well, I've never been to Kauai, but so I'm gonna go Maui as my island. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know. I can't pick. I can't pick Hawaii. That'd be cheating. Shoot, dude, I'm in trouble. What's your third? You gotta have a good third here. You're rounding about, coming back. Phone a friend, honestly. I, maybe I'd go. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I think I would like to just live in New York still, just the diversity of it. Like at least, like I could I could maybe go upstate if I need to. Got the the best city in the world, a little bit down south if I need it as well. So, but great buffalo wings and buffalo. You know, I'm close to everything I need. <laughs> I, that was my third pick was New York. That's a great pick. They were, they were very high on my list. It, it would be an time, awesome place. The first time that Indiana has ever been taken ahead of <laughs> New York. <laughs> New York yeah. Uh, 
I, I'm having trouble going with my third pick now that you've taken New York. I, I'm debating between. I'm not here. I'm debating between two states, maybe Missouri three. and Arkansas. Missouri and Arkansas. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll just go with it. I'll go with a place that I've been to and I like, and I know I like it. Montana. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful open spaces. Great place. I love it. I. I think it's just nice rural area where you can do kind of whatever you want. It's an, and it's beautiful. You've got Yellowstone. You've got some great hikes close by. So I love Montana. Hang out with John Mayer. John Mayer. A lot of athletes are moving out there. Honorable mentions real quick. How about mm. Texas? Texas wasn't on your list? Uh, you know, it depends on where at in Texas. Also, uh, all sorts of negatives I don't need to dive into about why I don't want to live in Texas. Okay. Um, How about Massachusetts? Did Massachusetts make your list? You know, Massachusetts just seems like a poor man's version of New York to me. If I'm going to live up there, I might as well just live in New York. Yeah, good call. Good call. What about, uh, what other, what's your Midwest? I'm shocked you didn't want to go Ohio. Ohio gets a lot of slander, but another great sports state. So many sports teams there. It's, it's one, like, I like the Midwest because there's nothing there. So yeah. sports becomes everything. It's sports just becomes the culture. I, I would probably pick Illinois over Ohio just because I get Chicago. I think I'd like Chicago more than Cleveland or Akron or any of those places, Columbus, Columbus. Cincinnati. So I love right. Ohio, though. Love Ohio. Well, that wraps it up this week. Thank you all for listening. We hope you have a great week. We'll check you next time on the Dual Threat Podcast. See ya. <laughs>